Hallo, hallo und herzlich willkommen zur neuesten Ausgabe von Absichtliches Tönen. Ich bin nicht euer Gastgeber, Drawplay Dave Propocio. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry guys, I had that uh, tuned on to the German recording station. I am, I apologize for that. Uh, having a little technical problems, it's probably why we haven't been there for the past two weeks. Hello, hello, welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Drawplay Podcast. I'm your host, Drawplay Dave Rapocio, and with me as always is my normal co-host, Sam Grezis. He's just a good boy. Oh yeah, I am a good boy. Uh, it is, I am, I am very, very happy because it's finally like nice and sunny out in Chicago. So I'm going to enjoy that for two weeks before I'm plunged into darkness once again. Uh, and, and I become a, a sad, uh, a sad gray lump. Uh, anyway, I'm enjoying it while I can. I am glad you're enjoying it. We do have a special guest on with us this week. We'll get to him in just a second. But before we do, um, first off, actually, Sam, did you get to see uh, Ch Chomps or what is it? Chance the Chomper? What is, oh, no. What is Chance, the Chance, that was Chance the Snapper. Yeah. Quick, quick. Chance Chicago, the Snapper. That was it. Quick Chicago update. Yes. Chance the Snapper has been uh, apprehended. He is now in, I believe, an alligator sanctuary. I think he's already been transported to an alligator sanctuary. Sanctuary. Did they have any idea how he got in there? No, I mean, I, I, I. How does an alligator survive in look, Chicago? Yeah, that's the thing. So this was what I was. Everyone was so excited about um, how, like, oh yeah, but we we have. Uh, you know, an alligator here. Uh, and that was awesome. But the only thing that I could, like, think about was how, like, one, how did he get here? And two, how lonely and sad he must be to have, to have, like, come from Florida to... I'm going to move to the big city and I'm going to have... The time of my life, and I'm gonna make it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm extremely lonely now. I'm living on the streets in some pond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather sucks. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was not. Uh, it was. It, it, I don't know. I, I'm. I am just glad that I'm glad he had an adventure, and I am glad that that he is going back home. Okay, so all. Well, this this makes me kind of sad. Um, oh no! What? Well, the gator uh, authorities say the gator was probably brought to the lagoon by an individual who was illegally in possession of it. So, <laughs> okay, probably someone who had a pet gator. So, yeah, probably someone having who, a pet gator like would a... be cool. Oh. And then it got big, and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to take care of this anymore. I'll just dump him in the nearby pond." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, but but he's getting the help he 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 needs. He, he had he ate like so many chickens apparently around Humboldt Park. Like it was not not good. Um, but yeah, no, no, you know, no. He's, maybe that's why alligators taste like chicken because maybe, they eat chicken. Maybe. Anyway, thank you for that alligator update. The, the, there's uh, one I know, more it's, I know it's been a couple. There's one more what? important update. Um, the guy who caught uh, who caught him, Frank Robb, 
has uh, captured the hearts of every Chicagoan, and he is also single. So, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not everyone can handle a gator. No, no, and he can't. The, the gator was like pretty damn big. It wasn't like it was a. It was like it was like 50 pounds yeah it was a 50 like pound out so it wasn't like full full grown but it wasn't a baby either like it was so first of all it was <laughs> like first of all the alligator would have died had frank rob not caught him like because that's just not like you can't it wasn't gonna live in that lagoon forever especially once the weather started to get shitty <laughs> So, so he saved he saved the alligator. Now threw out the first pitch at a Cubs game, and you know is now is now a a local Chicago hero, even though he's from Florida. So uh, he's going back. He's gone back home uh, to Florida, and uh, he is single though. So so keep an eye out. Okay, so. One, we we do apologize for the two-week gap. Um, if you've been paying attention to NFL news, you know why. Because mm-hmm. there is none. However, right, our last episode was a good classic case of unfortunate timing in the yeah. classic Draw Play podcast way, where we talk about something and immediately is dated. This is the second time this has happened to this degree. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate. With a death. <laughs> With a death? Uh, we spent at least 20 minutes of the last episode basically singing the praises of Jared Lorenzen, who we loved. And, like, the next day, he was admitted to the hospital with kidney failure, and he died shortly after that. So, jeez. Rest in peace, Jared Lorenzen. What I'll say is if is if this is... Uh... Is if this is how you are learning about this, or if you haven't sought out um, any of this before, there are a ton. Uh, SB Nation has a really good one um, uh, th- that are just like tributes to Jared Lorenzen and how he, like, watching him play was uh, just amazing. I'm trying to remember who who wrote it because we should like it was john boyce it was yeah it was him that's that's right thank you it Um, it, it was john boyce it is definitely worth a read uh if honestly if you're listening to this podcast you should already know because that's true tribute comic arm and it'd be weird if you listen to this podcast and didn't follow my other work because Mm -hmm. that's what i'm known for and this is the obscure part of my output so (laughs) i yes we just want to say that that podcast may not have aged well, but we're right. glad we got to sing his praises. Yeah, I mean, end. I don't know. It, it didn't age well because, <laughs> you know, we we were we were wrong about the severity of his health issues. But I would say we, what we, aged we got. Yeah, what aged we got to was say our appreciation, we loved him. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, and I it was not nearly as awkward as the Aaron Hernandez situation. Yeah, God, that one. I, that was bad. <laughs> that was very bad. You can root through the archives for that one. Yeah. Uh, But with that out of the way, and with the NFL news at a whopping, um, let's see, nothing. Uh, Yeah, nothing. What what happened? Nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing has happened. Nothing is happening. Nothing oh wait, will wait, wait. Well, Peyton for... Manning did what? say that one thing about how he could own a team but doesn't really want to, but also he could. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that the quote? I guess, more or less. I guess. I guess he said something. I. I think he also said that he turned down a broadcast job because he doesn't want to criticize Eli, <laughs> or like his old teammates, which is like, of course. You know that kind of makes sense. Yep. I. He. That's not even the kind of soundbite that anyone can really, like, lean into. That's It's telling that these are, like, the major things, is that these are, like, boring-ass soundbites that you can't even spin, right? Yeah. That's that's pretty... Oh, Albert Hainsworth needs a kidney, so... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. Thoughts, if you're thoughts match, for you, big guy. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. God, God, I hate this time of year. Yeah, it's I said bad. it on Twitter, but we we really need a deflate gate. We really need something stupid to mm-hmm. happen just to kick the dead horse for a month. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's the thing is nuts. that is that we're what two weeks away from the Hall of Fame game, which means that we're like still still so far away from any football things to be happening. But at least we'll have training camp soon, so we should have training camp injuries. That's soon. true. That's true. That's true. That's true. At least one, at least one important name is going to die and go to a injured reserve in the next two weeks. Uh-huh. So I guess we have that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Who will it be? Place your bets. I mean, I so so my thing is it's probably going to be Deshaun Watson. It makes me sad to say it, right? But I feel like it's going to happen to the Rams. I feel like oh oh fair okay. because the Rams had their chance, and then everyone's going to be like, well, they're going to be good this year. No, they're no, not. That's the thing. They're, it, they're like gonna Aaron regress. Donald's going to tear his tricep yeah. or some shit. Yeah, and they're toast. I yeah. So that's so that's football discussion for the, for the episode. Hello, hello, dog. Please, mm-hmm. I'm trying to record. Can you can you not can you not dog? I'm I'm sorry. Let's get to our guest of the week, and you may have heard him at the beginning of the episode, because guess what? There actually is no German tune translation. I don't yes. know if you know that. Technology is impressive. But last year, you may remember we had we had him on. Um, we've got, since we have no news, we figured we'd reach out and just uh, have a little fun talking about like culture differences with uh, our good old friend from Germany, Leon. Welcome back. Hallöchen. Hi, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. So good. Thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, it's always an honor. Uh, love being here. Love doing this, even if it's one uh, eighteen a.m. right now. Oh boy! Which, actually, thank you for doing this earlier. Uh, last year we started at four a.m. my time, so at least I I have some some sleep <laughs> left when I when I uh, go to bed later on. Sure. So it's always better to go to sleep to like go to sleep if you have to miss time at one part of your sleep schedule. I feel like it's always better to go to sleep two hours later than wake up two hours earlier, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I got that with um, my my late football games, which started two thirty a.m. for me, right? And I I either you know go to bed really early and then um, and then wake up like two minutes before kickoff or just say fuck it and uh, you know uh, be be awake until kickoff. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Can I can only imagine. I remember being able to stay up late for college. Man, those were the days. Oh boy. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm still, I'm still uh, glad to be a college student. How many, uh, how much college do you have left? Well, actually, because I uh, changed my studies, I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm basically a freshman again, so I got <laughs> five years of college left. Just keep riding that train, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But hey, um, after that, I'm gonna be a high school teacher for English and a subject we call um, economics and law in Bavaria here. Mm. So. Um, I'm excited to 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 do that and to uh, be helpful for society. Good for you. Having an honorable profession instead of drawing dumb football people for the internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Luna. I mean, I'm so I'm so pumped, and uh, I love my studies, especially the English part. Helped me a lot in, in improving my English. I don't know if you recognize right now if my English has gotten better compared to last year, especially the pronunciation, mm. if I say so myself. <laughs> it is very good. It Thank you. It's very, very Thank good. I uh, yeah. I was looking at your Instagram a little bit earlier before we started. It looked like you just won a football th- or something. Yeah, well, um, so first of all, uh, sad news, I stopped playing football actively because of health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I have found a new sport, which is actually lacrosse. I'm a lacrosse goalie now. And um, I was really lucky. And within less than a year, I became the starting goalie for one of the best teams in Germany. That's amazing. Good job, yeah. man. Yeah, congrats. You're, you're actually talking. I don't know if... Uh... Uh, like how aware you are, but Dave and I are both from Maryland. Uh, yeah, I know that. I actually wanted to ask you that. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you were lacrosse fans or if you know that, uh, lacrosse is really, um, big in Maryland. So, yeah. So I was aware of lacrosse back then. I, well, the issue, at least for me, um, was back, back in the day, uh, and I again, I don't know if this is how it is in in European countries or whatever, but lacrosse is very much a sport, uh, at least in Maryland's growing up at the high school level. Lacrosse is very much a sport for rich assholes, like rich white assholes. Um, yeah, yeah, yep. that's a stereotype of American lacrosse yeah, players, yeah. especially for college <laughs> players, right? Pretty much accurate. Yeah, it's they all wear the polo shirts mm-hmm. and are good looking and wander around in their king shit. I remember even though after high school lacrosse like doesn't matter. It feel I feel like it's a lot more chill. I remember like someone just had like an old lacrosse like stick and and they people would like set up goals at the quad or something we just like hang out and just mess around. It was like not you know, it <laughs> after after you know, it's been divorced from the the high school sports thing of it, and and not 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 just the high school sports, but like the private school, high school, like college preparatory academy that your rich parents can pay for. <laughs> you know, once it's divorced from that context, it's a little bit less asshole e maybe. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. So answering your question, um, no, we're not that. That's that's uh, good. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> it's it's basically just club sports, like um, I I did with with football. You just have clubs mm-hmm. that you play for. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with lacrosse, lacrosse here in Germany, it is kind of like college lacrosse in in the sense that a lot of uh, college students are playing lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of a lot of teams that um, have only college students on their team. Okay. But apart from but apart from that, no, it's just normal normal guys playing the sports. Nice. And it's it's I mean it's so great because we only have about fifty teams in Germany. Um, the the community is so so tight and so friendly and um, we I mean our season is over right now but um, we have tournaments for fun that uh, will begin in the next few weeks where you basically I mean yeah you play lacrosse but what you're actually doing is basically being on a festival drinking and having a good old time I mean for example for example, I um, was on a lacrosse tournament in Amsterdam uh, two weeks ago. That was awesome. That's and I mean we we had the the Amsterdam team. We had teams from England, from Manchester, and Bath. Uh, we were the only German team, and then there was actually a American team there. Wow. So yeah, we, wow. You, I mean, you have international tournaments, you have national tournaments that are just for fun, and uh, but you you have the regular season and the playoffs and the championship, um, also. And that's just like an all day, like everyone's just kind of hanging out until it's their turn, kind of thing. Exactly. Everyone exactly. just hangs out slinging balls. That's yeah, awesome. Drinking, having a good old time. Those those tournaments are really really fun. Bet. Jealous. <laughs> yeah, and coming back to you point, coming coming back to you point, Dave. Uh, what you actually saw on my Instagram story was not about lacrosse. It was about uh, soccer because <laughs> because I mean. I'm not only a lacrosse goalie, but I'm also a soccer goalie. But um, that's just a uh, student beer league I play for, mm. which we have here in, in in Bayreuth, where I'm studying right now. And it's, it's 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 so fun. I mean, it's when we just meet. There are some teams uh, just play during the week, uh, drinking during the game, before the game, after the game. Staying after the game and having a barbecue uh, on the on the on the pitch afterwards. So yeah, that's I mean, just good old college life. I hate being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we talked to you, I didn't have a dog who was a pain in the butt, and I didn't have a house that took my whole savings account. So, <laughs> hooray! Who <laughs> boy? Who boy? Who? boy he knows you're talking about him now dave he's like what are you talking about are you talking about me are you talking about me i'm i i what have you accomplished in the past year sam tell us oh boy what are you proud of uh um i i have pets too kind of not kind of i've got a bunch of wonderful beautiful pets i've got five so i have five rats now and they're not like in the walls of my apartment no they're like actual awesome like rats that are actual pets and stuff um and hey i i guess i have a platform for this rats are very good pets 
if you're if you are considering getting a hamster get a rat because hamsters can kind of be assholes sometimes rats generally are not they're really smart they're really clean um they like they like clean themselves and they're super like cute they'll hang out on your shoulder and if they're really happy they like chitter their teeth at you and they like purr it's super super awesome and i love them very much and we just got this one that's a um it's pretty much a like a hobbit rat so it's like one third of the so size it's a mouse no well it's so it's yeah yeah i mean it's one third the size of a normal rat but it is a rat and they also like live longer um so yeah yeah kind of kind of they're mouse like um, is, is your is your tiny rat basically the bagel boss guy of rats Oh no, no, he's nice. He's nice. He does. I don't. I don't know. If you're aware of the Bagel oh, Boss am. saga? Are you... Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah. Are Are you Leon? Do you Are you aware of the Bagel Boss guy saga? No, I'm not. Oh, so boy. there's there's this um thing that happened virally. I, I think it was in New York. It's it, the guy sounds like he's from New York. He's from He's from this, Long Island. He's from Long Island. There's there was a little bagel shop. Um, a viral video released of a guy who's very short, like five foot, who basically apparently is extremely insecure about it. <laughs> and he just blew up because somebody must have said something and he just blew up at all the employees and everyone has been dunking on him since because, well, it's extremely easy and it's just been very fun to follow everybody making fun of this little guy because he's very I mean, tiny he, he, and extremely I, insecure. Yeah, I think he basically complained about women on Tinder saying something like, oh, you're under six feet, kill yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. That's the person, right? That's the man, yeah. And then at the end, uh, he gets knocked down because he wanted to fight. <laughs> That's that's the thing is it's, that like yeah it, it, at some point I kind of feel bad for him because he did get tackled by a, a very big and strong looking guy. But it's it's one of those cases where like I see him and I'm like I understand where his anger is coming from. I'm sure he's probably heard short jokes and mocking his entire life. It doesn't give him an excuse to act the way he did right exactly yeah yeah like yes standards of standards of masculine beauty are are bullshit and foisted upon us by a patriarchy that is worse for everyone and i'm sorry right? for the w- the negative ways it has impacted his life and it absolutely has negatively impacted his life mm-hmm. doesn't give him However, an excuse to be a jackass to people yes true true and it doesn't and it doesn't exempt him from when you challenge a whole room of folks to a fight in a bagel shop and then someone actually takes you up on the offer you don't like you don't get my sympathy right like no. you don't you did you literally did ask for this like, what are you looking at? Do you want to fight me and then just right off of screen? Come on. <laughs> uh, that's that's your rat. Anyway, mm-hmm. that your rat. Your rat is that. How did you end up with rats? Uh, it was it was um, through Maddie. Maddie, my partner. Okay. Uh, when she when she moved in, she brought her uh, pets. 
She brought her pest control problems. Yeah. <laughs> Do you also have pet bed bugs now? No. 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 <laughs> we talked about we on our on our oddly non-sponsored uh post like or 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 podcast right after uh she moved in. Uh we talked about uh we, we freaking just talked about mattresses for 30 minutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no bed bugs yet. No bed bugs yet. That's the key word. I mean, once you have rats, it's like, it's, it's just the next step. You know, people looking at you just like, oh, when are you going to get bed bugs? No, you know? that's but- the thing. That's the thing is that, okay, just, just hashtag clearing up some misconceptions about rats part one in a series of a billion tweets follow me on twitter at sam grezes uh rats didn't cause the plague it was because no one fucking showered uh they probably came on the ship through like tainted meat and stuff that wasn't stored right it wasn't rats it wasn't rats it wasn't rats the rats were probably the cleanest thing on that ship because part two rats are very clean if they are um if they are being cared for correctly, uh, you will see them like clean themselves much like a cat does, except more uh, thoroughly. They they are trainable, so they like they pee and shit in like litter boxes and stuff. Um, and uh, three, they are incredibly smart. They can res- they can uh, identify like they know when you call them by their name. They can respond to to being called by their name um and i mean this shouldn't be a surprise to folks because this is why they're used for so many uh like lab experiments that's why they use rats to like solve mazes and stuff is because they're actually really smart they're like almost as smart as dolphins uh and uh number four and this is the sad part and this is this is why if you are like if you want a pet uh and you don't want a cat or dog or your uh, landlord doesn't allow them in your building, you really should consider getting a rat. And this is why. Rats have been bred specifically by, uh, like, th- like, government and uh, <clears throat> science and technology firms that do animal testing. Rats have been, like have had traits selected have been bred to get cancer like most rats have genes that select for super high cancer risks and that sucks that there's just these species of animals that are just kind of doomed because we do so much lab testing on them uh so they'll all get cancer and like yeah i get it that like animal tested like if we want to fight cancer yeah we'll, we'll have to do animal testing whatever but a great way to, to guard against that and to help stem that tide is to find a breeder in your area. And there's a really good one in Chicago. There are a bunch elsewhere that like take rats and breed them themselves and and do that like selection uh, for uh, healthy genes and healthy rat genes and healthy rat uh, family lines that don't automatically like get cancer in two or three months right like that's you know that's a little nice thing you can do anyway and step off my soapbox because 
but that is something that I believe in and stuff. Well, I was not expecting to learn so much about rats today. Yep. I'm sure that none of our listeners were either. Well, now you know this is a pro-rat podcast. Pro-rat podcast. Go rats. Go rats. Go rats. Go rats. Mm Uh, I was going to ask, actually, Leon, about, um, you were talking about lacrosse. and About rats? No, 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 no. (laughs) Get off that subject. I want to, um, I want to, and I think we went over this a little bit, but but only with soccer. Are, uh, is, is that kind of the way that sports work? across like all club sports is it like is it that way where it's like there are these different leagues but if you want to join a league uh it's based on like where you're at and like the team that you join could be like very good depending on where you're at and compete professionally even if it's just a like you're just deciding to play yes, with them. I mean, basic. I mean, basically, if you if you look at amateur club sports, right. that's, that's basically how it is. Okay. Uh, you have a. I mean, you want to play a sport. You have a club uh, within your vicinity, so you just join the club. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, with lacrosse, again, there are only about fifty teams in in Germany, so you only have two divisions. And um, I was fortunate enough to join a team or to to help out as a goalie for that team because uh, uh, this team doesn't have a goalie i actually play for two teams mm-hmm. i play for the byrot bears go bears and go bears and and so be with me here because it's a bit complicated yeah yeah i'm i'm with you we so we as the byrot bears we don't have enough players to play um as a own team so we have something uh which is called spielgemeinschaft with the second team of the erlang tribesmen so um the tribesmen they are located in erlang it's a city near nuremberg mm-hmm. they have two teams they have they have a a team um, which is one of the best teams in Germany, and they have a B team, basically a prospect team. And um, the prospect team of Erlangen and the team in Bayreuth, they play together as a Tribes Bears. Okay. And in German lacrosse, you have the rule that um, players from the prospect team can help out the A team. And so, because I play for the Tribes Bears, I can also help out the Erlang okay. A team. Got it. Got it. So they thought. Turns out you actually can't, and I did, um, regardless. And that's why <laughs> um, the, the five games I played for the A team without having the ability to play for them, they oh, were no. all judged. They were all judged. Uh, zero to ten against them, and they had to pay a twenty two hundred and fifty euro fee because of fine for that. Oh, jeez! After that, yeah, after after that, I, um, you know, saw the mistake, 
they did all the things so I actually could play for uh, L and sure. A. But yeah, they 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 did an oopsie and they had to pay for it. That yeah, that sucks. I I just like I wish, and I I said this the last time you were on the show. It it sucks because we don't really have very many club sports even in huge cities um here like the the ones that i can think of is there are a couple of like soccer is is a big one there are club soccer teams that operate kind of in the way that you are describing uh where it's like local and there's cool tournaments like that there's also like arena hockey kind of works that way but that's still like really the barrier for entry is really high on that um if you want to play something like lacrosse or softball or baseball or soccer what you're kind of tethered to are these like you pay usually somewhere between 100 and 200 dollars and uh that gets you maybe like six weeks of like of play with a tournament at the end um and it's not and it's through a third party company it's not through like your city or your town it's it's like and yeah it's it's like this one company and then there are other companies that are doing the same thing so it's not like you don't have this big community you have these like eight other teams that you kind of never see and also this one team that you don't really have any relationship with beyond the the one season if you don't want to which i think kind of sucks i wish that i wish that like you know the like city park services uh did more to like support this kind of stuff because i don't know i think that's kind of special and that's something that i'm always jealous about whenever you say like yeah yeah, club sports, you know, I, I, I just, I go out and, and I play and like, and people come and see it and it's, and it's great. And it's like, it's this kind of like city pride kind of thing. Whereas that's not the way it works at all mm-hmm. uh, here. Although that might be partially due to the fact that the U.S. is so huge and, and so spread out, um, you know. I mean, you could still have state championships. That's and, true. Uh, even the even states count- are bigger. I mean, though. you can you can even you could even have county uh, championships, and you would have enough teams for certain sports. That's true, and I mean, that's how certain sports for sure. That's how it actually. Generally I have an interest. I have a question for you, Leon. What is Go the ahead. weirdest sport that actually has a pretty decent following in clubs? Nice. Yeah. Good question. In in Germany. Like, is there a big croquet club? A what? Croquet. <laughs> what is croquet? <laughs> I th- I think it's British, but basically, uh, there's like little, little like arches, like little hoops on the ground, and like little colored balls, and you basically just whack the balls with a mallet and try and get them through the hoops. It's extremely gentlemanly foofy mm-hmm. and stupid okay it's kind of fun though no, well so never, you say it's extremely never heard of gentlemanly that. and foofy um i mean i can i can um, i can tell you about the favorite sports uh apart from soccer in germany we have a lot of uh, handball teams 
The uh, professional handball Bundesliga in Germany is actually the best league in the world. Uh, nice. We got a lot of we got a lot of hockey teams. Got a lot, uh, so ice hockey teams. We got uh, a lot of basketball teams. A lot of professional basketball teams. What else? Um, we got a sport that is um, kind of like volleyball which is called Faustball, so it would be translated into fistball. Um, uh, that's kind of weird sport we do here in Germany. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, but those are those are some sports that we we play here. But yeah, handball would be the the for you the weirdest or the 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 uh, niche sport. Do you and, guys have uh, water polo? We do have water polo. But it's not that um, big here. I don't think so. Um, yeah. So, but you have you have all kinds of sports in Germany because you have the chance to just uh, play for a club. Right. I will say I I love that uh, I I love watching handball whenever it's on like on NBC Sportsnet or, or you know one of those other mm. channels after because it's so uh, fast to be sure it's so you, fast and fun to watch. Uh, to be sure, you mean the European handball, not the American handball, right? Not the uh, sport that is related to um, squash. I'm I'm actually not oh, sure. I, I I think I'm talking about European handball, where it's like this wide. It's a wide field, and like yeah, a small exactly. Goal. And the the goal is to throw the ball into the goal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Then yeah, then we're talking about the same thing because I know that some Americans, uh, if they hear handball, they think of another sport. But yeah, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say it's it's always so it's just so so fast and i i think about like it makes me think about um like how much it would hurt to to get hit by one of those things because you like you like just the the act of catching and throwing and i don't know i it, it it boggles my mind and i have to like i will watch it and then i will turn away and then i will have missed like three goals or like a billion things would have happened i i don't know yeah, it's it's fast paced. It's lots of fun. It's very exciting. Uh, a lot of goals being scored, and um, I like to watch it. It's it's a great sport. Mm-hmm. I should see if there's like a handball league in in Chicago. There's a lot of weird stuff. Like there's there's this bar here where you can like do curling. Um, there's like a an axe throwing uh, league. That is the weirdest thing that too. I've seen pop up in the recent years it's just like these axe throwing bars yeah yeah why? it just seems like such a dangerous idea mm-hmm. hey let's let's have a place where people get drunk and then let them throw weapons why, yeah, and if why, they get, why is this if suddenly get, becoming a thing i don't know but the thing is i don't know if if, if you get injured doing this can you actually sue the bar 
So I think... Or before I've you, never been to one. Like, I mean, do they make you sign a waiver? They do. They do. Yeah, I've that, never been to one either, but I, I know thought. people who have. They make you sign a waiver, and there is a two-drink maximum. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm At least that's the one in Chicago. There is a... You can only have... Oh, I'm sure there's probably beers. some in, like, the South oh, that, yeah. are, are, that are like, oh, that's just, you know, a guideline. It's just, you know, or just, just get <laughs> fucked up on Manhattans and then chuck an axe. We don't care. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm with it. I friggin' hurl an axe at things. It's fun. I, I did that once. It like, looked- sounds like fun, yeah. The Maryland Ren Fair was wild. I remember going to that when I was a child. Yeah, it was a good, a good I think old I, time. I think I had fun for about 10 minutes, and <laughs> then I didn't want to be there anymore because everything smelled, and it was weird, and I couldn't drink, so there was like no enjoyment to be had. I was there, I, was I think, on a school 10. trip, which made it a little bit better. Um... Also, because I was a gigantic Dorcas, and they just kind of let us go on our own. There were, like, shows and everything. Um, and also, there were, like, there was this thing where you got to throw ninja stars. So, that was That cool. sounds fun. I yeah. would throw ninja stars. I was really bad at it. I thought I was going to be really good at it, because I'd watched anime. I mean, it looks easy, you it's know? It's not! Like, oh, you, it's you, not! It's just a star, you just chuck it. As long as you don't, like, throw it off course, it'll stick in something, right? Well, that's, that's the thing, is that you, you see, like, when, at least when I'm, like, 14, and my only thing is I've seen ninjas do it, I think you, like, hold it between your, like, pointer finger and your middle finger, and you just flick it out like a cool guy and if you do that no it's gonna go all the way to the left and like not not do anything maybe we should have ninja throwing bars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean they're smaller they're less likely to do major damage than an axe that's very true much less weight. But it'd also probably be harder to keep track of the ninja stars. It's like somebody could grab a ninja star and then like subtly pocket it. You can't really subtly pocket an axe. That's very true. You gotta you gotta have like little GPSs on them. I will say that like in this age of barcades and everything, I recently went to a Dave and Buster's last week for the first time in years and years and years. And I am pleased to report Dave and Buster's still a lot of fun. And now that they have to compete with other barcades are doing these wild deals where like, if you get like an entree or something, you can just play for free all night and you don't have to like load up your card or anything. It is a good time. And I like it. I've been to Dave and Buster's like three times and it was all for a birthday party of someone I wasn't too familiar with. So it was just kind of like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. 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 Are those kind of bars actually popular in the U.S.? Eh, I, I think it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's because, like, I think a lot of folks here, like, want to do something you know, while they're drinking, they don't want to just go to a bar. And especially when, like, it's not a 
a big like sports season or even a big sports game is on um yeah like people will want something to kind of do and occupy them and and for like the bar owners it's always great to have something in the bar that keeps people there longer mm-hmm. than normal so yeah they're they're i mean they're or if you want to bring a date and uh if you want to bring a date and you don't know what to talk about, you basically have something to do. That's another, that's another yeah. like real yeah. thing. That is a like super yeah. real thing. Barcades are huge for, for like first dates um, for that first reason. Dates, like yes. you can just go over like, Hey, let's play ski ball or whatever. Hey, this conversation's dying. Let's uh, go, uh, you know, play some ping pong or something. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's works. another big thing is ping pong bars. Now ping pong bars, those are fun. You have to watch your drink. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, my God, you do. Because there be balls going in your drink. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful, your drink might get knocked over it's... by balls. There's a lot of just balls everywhere. You got to watch where you're stepping because you might step on balls. But once you're a couple drinks in, ping pong bars are a blast. Because mm-hmm. then you're just smacking the damn things all over the place. And no one cares. And they, no one cares. they and then they become beer pong bars <laughs> because the balls get into your cups. Mm, bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I think the funniest thing I saw at a ping pong bar was a bunch of people basically ordered a pitcher and ordered like a whole bunch of glasses or cups for for like the group and instead of everybody getting like a cup of beer they basically just went to like the farthest away ping pong table and set up beer pong with the pitcher and the glasses and they were trying to actually play ping pong and knock the beer and it they lasted for like 10 minutes until like someone official had to tell them no you can't do that we're sorry (laughs) really i yeah there there i feel like a bunch of bars would like kill like that that. should 100 percent be allowed Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they didn't allow it but they they had to shut it down but it was it was a fun looking 10 minutes for that group of people anyway that, leon what did you want to talk about yeah so sorry we, we brought you on and then we've subjected you to uh rats no problem talk and no no problem it's always it's always fun listening to you guys um and uh, talking to you is just the extra. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk uh, a bit uh, about some cultural differences between uh, maybe you guys and us Europeans, and especially about things that you might find normal, but we we find uh, weird that you don't really think about, but we think, wait a minute, that's not right. And, um, you know, first, the first thing I, I thought about when, when uh, thinking about the list of topics I could discuss was the fact that you actually uh, are able or allowed to drive at the age of 16, but when it comes to alcohol, you are not allowed to drink until you're 21. And uh, that's always strange for us because um, usually in in European countries, you're allowed to to drink everything at the age of 18. And in some countries like Germany, you're actually allowed to drink um, um, alcoholic 
beverages like beer at the age of 16. So I just wanted to ask you. Um, so is it, I, I guess you, my question, is it weirder like that we're able to drive so young? Do you think we should not be able to drive later or do you think we should just be able to drink early? Um, I think you, you should be allowed to drink earlier, but I, we think that the combination is weird. I mean, yeah, you can you can basically drive, and then um, get the sensation of being drunk later on in your life. And for me, that always seemed kind of risky because uh, if you uh, are not accustomed to drinking at the age of twenty one, twenty two but you have been driving a car for about six years, then you might think, oh, okay, I mean, I'm drunk, but I can still drive. Mm. Whereas in Germany, it's it's basically different. We start drinking at the age of 14, 15, because we, I mean, we're not allowed to drink at, at the age of 14 or 15, but we do it anyways. It's just yeah. a cultural thing. That, I mean, uh, so the, do we. The society allows us to do. <laughs> But we don't, we don't, uh, I mean, society basically doesn't care. We don't have um, intoxication of minors. We don't have this here. Ah, okay, I mean, you, okay. You just basically get, get um, sentenced, uh, not sentenced, but you get sent home. Mm-hmm. Or um, the police basically doesn't care. They, they just, and you get a talking so to you by been, your parents and be like don't anymore yeah exactly sure don't do this for another week or drink less for the next couple of days Mm -hmm. or don't be that drunk if you need to drink or if you drink so i mean we have been drinking for about four or five years before we start driving so we know the effects that alcohol has on us um and so i think that we might be more responsible when it comes to um driving under the influence mm-hmm. i that so makes sense I, we, we used to be able americans used to be able to drink at 18 they they raised it i think because of concerned parent lobbyists mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just we've always been the country's always been kind of weird about alcohol because i mean obviously we had prohibition back in the 20s and that didn't work out very well. Nope. <laughs> um, is there like a law where when you um in the confines of your home and are you allowed to drink with your family members? You're not. I, you're I, not. I don't think there's not really you're not allowed to, but it's also a kind of situation where like if you've got a family that's gonna let you drink, it doesn't matter. Like mm. if you if you got parents that are like, ah, you can have a drink here, have a beer, and you're like thirteen, n- unless like someone else sees it and calls the cops on you, there, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, like, but but like, there under, is a... underage drinking is really only a problem in they worry about it more in bars. Like they don't want kids going out and yeah, getting drunk obviously. somewhere else. Like somewhere when when it's in home, it it's not really just even a thing it's just like if if you got like my parents never drank anything i didn't have alcohol until i was pretty old because my parents were not drinkers i never really wanted it i didn't go to a lot of parties in high school so i was just like not a big deal but i know a lot of kids who had parents who were just like yeah yeah just go ahead and drink it's a special occasion we don't care my Mm. my wife's 
little sister got drunk at our wedding and she was 17 <laughs> okay <laughs> so it's i, I mean that would be care. normal yeah that would be normal um on on german weddings the the big issue though and the reason why bars are so afraid and they check ids is and and this kind of goes into the the catch with like serving like your kids alcohol because you want them to do it safely or whatever uh the penalties for serving a minor are really really harsh uh if you are a bar Mm -hmm. and you serve a minor like you get slapped with a bunch of fines and like if you buy if you are an adult and you buy alcohol for children you get slapped like that is a huge infraction uh so like if if a cop were to like come by and like you were having a party and your parents like gave you a drink of beer and the cop was uh was a jerk about it like not only are you in huge trouble but your parents are too um so like there there is there's this huge risk of that and it's because it's part of the you know the stupid way that our justice system works is that there's a lot like a ton of these laws on the books that are stupid and don't do anything to really help anyone um so people need to need to watch themselves right it's also like i don't know my my thing on this is it's always weird to me that like so a couple things first of all i have to sneeze second of all um like the human brain uh isn't fully formed until you hit what like 23 years old 25 i like something like that around mid-20s is where i noticed that i had become the slow decay yeah of life where (laughs) things were not getting better things were just going to be slowly getting worse from here on until death Uh uh-huh um and it's it's weird to me that we let like that one it so first of all yeah i think you should be able to drink before you should be able to drive uh two it's weird to me that we let folks drive like that far before their brain has fully developed you i know? definitely think we should probably raise the driving limit a little bit like i i think i think the like i don't know i haven't thought about that this much but the fact like these three numbers right the fact that you can or four rather because you can smoke at 18 you can drive you can get your learner's permit at 14 fully drive at 16 uh you drink at 21 you vote at 18 uh, you can join the army at 18 and then your brain isn't fully functional until you're 23 to 25. Some of that is weird. Uh, right. Well, actually thinking about it now, um, it, the driving early might make sense simply because of how much our infrastructure revolves around cars. Compared that, so to that's, Europe. that's the thing is that I think mm-hmm. driving early and, is like, a like in thing. Europe, everything you, you to, can you like need, walk you everywhere. Need to drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In, in Europe, like you're, like all the cities and everything was like established before cars existed. So everything's compact and there's good train systems. So you guys have better transportation, just options. The distances whereas are not that where, big. Where the states based like half of the major cities built up around cars. Mm-hmm. Like Los Angeles mm-hmm. wasn't a thing before cars really came to be. And then now it it's basically, you have to have a car. You have to be able to drive. So I think that's part of the reason why we have we let our kids drive earlier because it's simply something mm-hmm. that 
driving is more necessary in America than it is in Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the cool thing about uh, European cities. You don't actually need a car. My brother, uh, he, he lives in Cologne now. He doesn't need a car. He just uh, uses the, um, the subway. He uses his bike a lot. Or when I was in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago for the tournament, we, we just rented some bikes. That's I, that is I don't know that that is one like, of the that, best that things rules. about living in a big that, city. That's cool. We're just it's just everything's a little bit more spread out mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Here. Well, and it's also like our train system sucks, right? Like there. Yeah, it, our train system is bad. It, there isn't a good way of like of rapid transit between cities that isn't a plane. And there because should be. we're so spread out. Like I mean, if they gotta install high speed rails, it's it's still a lot of work because like they've been talking about uh, a seattle to portland mm-hmm. high-speed rail for quite some time but it's like th- if you're driving it's three hours just to get to seattle and there's like nothing in between outside maybe tacoma but tacoma sucks and no one wants to go to tacoma <laughs> so it, it's basically an hour and a half of middle of nowhere before you even get back to some civilization once you leave the portland metro area going up to seattle it's just it's a much larger project to install high speed rails even normal rails so and it's complicated mm-hmm. 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 yeah i'm actually i mean everybody here in germany um complains about the, the german train infrastructure and the um, I think it's in human nature. It's of, of, in of human German, nature German to just like complain about transportation. Actually, I mean, if you if you compare it to other countries, it's actually pretty good. Mm. I can imagine. I definitely can't imagine. But Germany is basically the size of a regular state. Yeah, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like like compare. I like I don't know. Just kind of thinking off a globe i would say it's probably similar to something like iowa mm-hmm. in size okay maybe a little bigger than that probably. so that and iowa's got like two cities worth anything in it, in it. <laughs> so it's it's all different yes. it's all very very weird so it's a bit larger so germany is a bit larger than new mexico and it's a bit okay. smaller than montana ah, okay so it okay. actually is pretty okay. substantial but Yes. But New Mexico also has Mexico one city, two, two cities city, worth city, literally anything, and Montana may not even have yeah. one city worth anything. <laughs> There's like nothing in Montana. I mean, what's, I mean, what's always mind-boggling for me is that um, Germany is not the biggest country, but uh, there are over 80 million people living here. Mm. And when you compare that to Canada, it's just weird. Sure, yeah. Canada is hilariously empty. Yes, yeah, I mean half of it's million. essentially uninhabitable during the winter. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. When you get some stuff on the east, you get some stuff on the west coast, and then in between some cities that basically are there because of the oil, right? Mm-hmm. Like Edmonton. So you have 80, 80 million people in Germany. Yes. All right. I guess the U.S. is three hundred and twenty-seven million. Yeah, you but you're a bit bigger than. We do have a lot more room. <laughs> yes, I always I always love that because there's a lot of European tourists who really 
don't understand how big the country is at all. And they'll come over and they'll they'll, like go to New York and they'll be like, Oh yeah, we were just going to spend a few days in New York. Then we were going to drive to San Francisco and see (laughs) that for a few days. I'm like, um, no driving to San Francisco from New York will take you a week. You can do it in maybe four days. If you like rotate drivers and never stop. Mm hmm. This country is freaking enormous. I when when I went to Scotland for a honeymoon, we drove across the entire fucking country in like four hours, and it blew my yes. mind. I mean, you can go from the northern part of Germany to let's say Munich in ten hours or less than ten hours. That's great, and that's although that does have your autobahn speeds, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah something different, but yeah, you can still do it within ten hours. That's pretty simple. Yeah, you guys are basically one big state, and yes, one crowded state. One crowded state. We got lots of room. <laughs> half of Oregon doesn't even. Most of half of Oregon lives basically, basically where I am. Mm-hmm. You can literally like, see, mm-hmm. like, we have so much. It's fucking. We have so much. Like, you ever much look at, room. like, population center maps of the United States? It's like tiny little dots where half the country is, and then the rest of it's just, like, empty land. Why don't we just it's make. Yeah, why don't we just make another city or whatever? We just, like, make a city? How does that work? How does it work to make a city? I guess you'd have to go to a place where you want to settle. You'd have to get a bunch of people to follow you and live there, and you get enough people. I guess you have to. You can apply in the county for like township, mm-hmm. and then like if you get a township, then you can like install a government of the town, like a mayor, and then I guess from there you just try and keep getting people to come so that you get taxes. Like you get a whole bunch of people moving in. They pay money to the town for taxes and stuff like that so that you can afford uh, some building, like government buildings, uh, some infrastructure. And I guess it just builds from there. there. There's no reason why it can't happen today. I, I feel like it would just take a lot of effort from um, a large amount of people dedicated to making it happen. Mm. That's fair. Well, let's do I, it. I, I'm on board. I don't know if you I don't know if you watched the um Wild Wild Country Netflix documentary about the Rajneesh Puram. No. The uh it's it's actually a really fascinating story. It happened I think in the 80s in Oregon. There was a religious cult from India who was all about like peace and love and all that stuff and they had a guru and they needed they wanted to basically they were getting forced out of India. And because, like, I think the guy was, like, the government was kind of, like, after the the cult leader. And he wanted to be free. And him and his, like, second-in-command found an empty spot in eastern Oregon that was just free, that they could purchase a little bit of land. And they basically came out there with all of their followers and started building a city from scratch. (laughs) And they they took over, like, the nearby town— with just like votes because the nearby town was just like all a bunch of conservative old people and they're like wow what are these weird indian peace and love people i don't like this and so they were like pushing back and then like all the new people from this 
cult like basically took over the town so that they could run policy so that they could continue building their city and then like basically xenophobia and like they started the cult itself started getting a little too pushy try and they basically tried to take over the county and eventually it culminated in them trying basically a bioterrorist attack where they poisoned like everyone in this like the capital of the county and then the, the, like the feds got involved and eventually they like there was a power struggle within the, the cult that's split it it's a really fascinating documentary wild wild country on netflix you should you should watch it it's pretty interesting but that was basically what we were describing it's like people trying to build a city from scratch and watching (laughs) them do it like if they hadn't you know poisoned a whole bunch of people in the dolls and Uh (laughs) and been like not a creepy cult like they probably were they were building something there dang let's build a city Matt Damon right. in Let's, Let's Build do a it. City. <laughs> what should we call it? Ratsville? Ratsville. Yeah, Ratsville, USA. Let's go. Will anyone want to move to Ratsville? Just have to find, uh, find a uh, nice little state well, uh, to put it in. We're both in right now in states that have plenty of open space. Yep, yeah. I could yeah. pretty much just go across the mountains and we would be able to find plenty of room. Uh, Establish Ratswell. Mm-hmm. Ratswell, Oregon. <laughs> Ratswell, Oregon. So, that sounds like an sounds like an HBO miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> this one town had the worst rat problem you have ever heard of, but nobody knew about it because the government kept it quiet. This is Ratsville, USA. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, we're kind of crunching on time here, so I did want to ask, is, is there anything more you wanted to get to before we uh, had to say gal- hell- goodbye and hear from our sponsors for the week? Uh, so, yeah, there's just one tiny little thing. Um, so what you usually do is when you have new guests on the show you ask them a very special question and you have I asked do. Me yes. that question. I, I have asked you have me that asked, question. you have asked me that question before but the last time i answered your question i left out a very very special little tidbit and uh i just wanted to add that and um you know end this episode on a very funny maybe a little strange note so please ask me the question leon where were you when you first saw janet jackson's boob so the answer is still the same probably watching it on television but that's not the thing i wanted to talk about the thing i wanted to talk about is that yes it was on television in germany and it was reported but it was newsworthy, not because you could see a nipple on TV, but because it was a celebrity and was live and was a Super Bowl. What I'm getting at is you in the U.S. love to see action or violence on TV, but um, if there's one female nipple shown somewhere, the whole country is in crisis mode yep uh whereas here in germany not so much 
Let me give you a nice little example. Our favorite or most favorite TV show is a murder mystery or crime solving TV series called Tatort, which basically translates into um, crime scene and has been going on for 40 years. It's a great TV show. I watch it regularly. Um, 40 years? Some, some, yeah, it has been going on for 40 years. They are over, they're a couple of hundred of episodes. Um, it's, it's always um, very, I mean, the, the news report when a new episode comes out and they talk about the, the actors who, who play the um, inspectors and so on. So it, it has a very huge following and it has a very huge media coverage. Um, it is the biggest TV series and uh, biggest TV show in Germany. So, um, this TV series starts at 8.15 p.m. on Sundays. And it is on public and TV. So, basically everybody can watch it and parents with their children watch it. And you usually can see the naked body on an autopsy table um, maybe five minutes into the into the episode, into the show. And if it's a female, well, you see Titty on TV on 8.20pm uh, on a Sunday in Germany on public and national TV. It's definitely different. I've also heard you guys have much stricter um, violence censorship than we do I, we do yeah so it's basically switched mm -hmm. what we and yeah. you have and I, I i will say i wish it was the other way here obviously <laughs> i i loved uh the violence as a kid as i i got older a lot of the times i just look at and i go that doesn't seem necessary most of the time when i see like yes. extreme stuff but it's still like when it's over the top gore and it's clearly goofy in some sense, I, I, I still like it, but it is stupid just how absurd and angry a large subset of people get just because there was a boob. Um, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. get, like, come on, get over it. Like, yeah. it's, it's just a boob. Like, every, like, we'd probably be a lot less stupid about sex as a country if we just kind of, like, made it a little bit more natural. Right. Instead of mm -hmm. putting it yeah. like on this weird pedestal thing. Like, no. Like, I honestly wish we had the more European ideas where it's just like, oh, okay, it's just a thing you see sometimes because it's part of, you yeah. know, humanity. I mean, sometimes you see completely naked bodies and you could see the genitals on on national television in Germany. It's, it's no big thing. I mean, there's it just... Shouldn't be. Uh, I mean, for example, there are a lot of where sometimes there are um, after-sex scenes where the, the two people just lay just lay there naked on the bed instead of having this weird American thing where that the is, woman that is just covered. That actively bothers me whenever I see a movie <laughs> where, like, they're having sex but the woman still has the bra on. It's yeah. like, that, <laughs> yes. no. Completely that unrealistic. Happen. Never. It's it's completely and utterly unrealistic. And then when they're done and like they're covered up, it's just like no. Like when that's over, like you're fucking hot as hell. You don't want anything on you. You just want right. to lay there. Yeah. 
So it's it's really stupid. The the famous L shaped sheets where they can show off the man's chest, yes, but they right. can't show off yeah, the chest yeah. because they right, don't want exactly. the intense rating. So yeah, it 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 bothers me when it's like I don't mind like. There's a lot of situations where I've seen like sex scenes and nudity on movies and stuff, and I've been like, that didn't need to exist there, mm-hmm. because like I you see scenes where like there was no reason for us to see boobs in that sequence. It was not necessary for the story. It was not necessary for anything. It wasn't natural. It was clearly there to make the audience go he he. Right. But it's also really really stupid. When you have the opposite problem, where there you have a scene like that, and it's it's blocking it very intentionally, and it, it almost draws attention it to itself because it's so unrealistic, and it would never happen like that. And I I really wish we would get a little bit more natural and just be like, no, this is this is basically what happens. It, it's not happening in real life. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I I mean we always make fun of you guys we are prudes um, depict, it's, it's depicting, de- de- yeah exactly i mean uh just look at your forefathers and the yep. first people or the first first sorry right. the first uh european people yeah, that's who, what happens uh, when you're started your by a bunch of religious nuts yeah <laughs> exactly puritans that, we that, want that religious are, that freedom that are, that are pissed off about how uh, about how not repressive you know mm-hmm. the Catholic, the 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 Catholic Church, or the 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 primary sect of Christianity in uh, in England was not, in fact, repressive enough for them. Yeah, it's really funny when you're a kid and you hear about the Pilgrims and it's, and you get like fed the line. It's just like, oh, they came over here to escape religious persecution. And you're like, oh, wow. Those Europeans were so mean. They, they like guarding all these people. Just believe God. Then you grow up a little bit, and you're like, oh, actually, religious persecution in the sense that they were too nut job for Europe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, picking uh, or I or um, you know, yeah, picking off this topic. Um, what I always wanted to ask you guys is uh, a related question. Is sex at mandatory in in uh, American high schools? Depends. No, right? Depends. It it it's entirely uh, geographical. If you get sex ed, if you get any sex ed, if you get bad sex ed, or if you get good sex ed, it is entirely dependent on where you live. Because okay, like pay, if uh, like if you're if you're like in the South, you're gonna get like abstinence only education, abstinence. <laughs> yeah. and it's obviously horseshit and doesn't work but that's what you're gonna get there because that area is a lot more religious a lot more fundamentalist than like say the west coast like living in maryland i got a pretty pretty decent sex education i that's always good even even at a catholic school i went to a private catholic school i still got a decent sex education and i still got like decent science classes but like if i had gone to like Virginia, just like outside the DC area, it would have been so much worse. So mm-hmm. it, a lot of the, a lot of the problem in the state, it's just like ignorance because they're teaching them wrong when they're kids. So it's it's all dependent on where you are. If if you grow up in some areas, you're gonna get a good sex education. If you grow up in other areas, you're gonna get the worst sex education. You're gonna be one of those people who doesn't even understand how sex works. 
and when mm-hmm. you're like 20 and it's baffling yeah doesn't or people who do, don't understand um that you have to use condoms to prevent stds right yep it's it's really weird but yeah we're we're repressed and stupid <laughs> but we make good bloody movies yep that's true that we, we is make true. fun good bloody movies except yeah we should end on this because i just saw this like maybe a half hour before we started please the podcast. Don't, please i don't know don't, if you saw it please sam don't please don't please don't a trailer don't. was just released <laughs> oh god for why? a film adaptation of the musical the broadway musical cats and um i've seen a lot of horror movies in my day i am a fan of horror movies i enjoy horror movies i was more terrified and unsettled by the trailer for cats than i have ever been at an actual horror movie and the it too trailer on, dropped on uh, behalf so. of america i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that this broadway play got any sort of views when it was on Broadway because it didn't deserve it. I was dragged to it when I was a child by my parents because my mom wanted to see it. It was bad and it was weird then, but that was on stage where they're kind of like people dressed as cats. And it's like, okay, like it's weird, but that's kind of how you have to do it in theater. But they made a movie where it's people dressed as cats with also, like cat, also with also like human cat CGI. faces, and it's so just basically a movie for for furries. Yeah, it it, it is. It's yeah. it's a movie that will be very much enjoyed by a certain subset of people online. Well, okay, there so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not even sure about that because at the same time, there's this weird, unsettling, uncanny valley thing going on there. So even if that was what you were into, like. Looking at it is, I don't know, like, again, I'm not trying to, like, you do you as long as you're not hurting anybody, like... Hey, no king shaming in this Exactly. No, like, if if you see that trailer and you're turned on, more power to you. I I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think even if that is, even if that does it for you, I don't, I don't know if the, I don't know if, if this movie is, is gonna, because to me it was very scary. It was... It was the uncanny valley in the worst way possible. Yeah. It was it was not good. Anyway, that's what everyone should watch as soon as they're done with this if they haven't seen it now. Please don't. But <laughs> we're uh we've basically gone over so we've had a nice good podcast here, but I do want to thank Leon. Thank you for coming back. I know I know thank you it, it took a little while, but this off season's been kind of like stupid like simultaneously nothing and hectic in terms of like life and yeah stuff life right versus but, football yeah just a lot of, a lot of shit with new house i gotta deal with but hey no worries but, no worries i'm always i'm always glad to be here and uh, to be be a guest on, on your show and we're happy to have you but i think that's all of the time we're gonna have so I guess we'll start with you. Like, is there any way we can uh, keep track of you and everything online? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram and I'm on Twitter. Uh, the tag is at Leon Half. That is spelled L three zero N H A E F. Sam, 
Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grezes. That's S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S. And on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I'm Drawplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drawplay Dave, on Facebook at the Drawplay Comic, on Instagram at Drawplay Dave, and of course on the Drawplay.com where by the time you listen to this, I should have the 2019 draft cards all finished. I've only got four left to go as of this recording. They'll be done. I know it took a while. I'm sorry. Think like, again, buying a house is stressful and it blocks you from doing anything else. But they will be done. You will have them before the season. We can all rejoice. And thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Cheers. Hey there. My name is Sophie Lessening Redacted. My name is Mara Sunshine. My name is Joe Alias. If you're like us, you love fantasy, sci-fi, and all other forms of fiction. Also, if you're like us, you can't stand that the entirety of those genres get dominated by incredibly boring and interchangeable cis, white, abled, straight, male protagonists. Stories like that just weren't relatable to us. So we started making our own. Come join us at Dungeons and Queers, a podcast where we play tabletop RPGs like D&D and Interstitial, and focus on creating stories with diverse characterization and good representation of marginalized groups. We try to tell serious stories in a lighthearted way, focusing on themes like overcoming loss, finding your true family, and subverting your fascist government at every opportunity. Find Dungeons and Queers wherever you listen to podcasts if you're interested in hearing stories about people like you. Hey Mike, what are you doing? I was just thinking about this idea for a Hook sequel with way more alcoholism and PTSD. Hey, what if we made a sequel to Space Jam, where instead of Michael Jordan playing basketball, they play Quidditch and it's with Daniel Radcliffe? What about A Bug's Life 2, but it's a heist? Or a sequel to Good Burger, where Kel is an heir to an inheritance, and he has a long-lost twin who is also played by Kel Mitchell. Also, Groundhog's Day, what if- Hold on, Madison. Why don't we put these pitches for movies that never got sequels or prequels on our podcast, The Equalizers? Oh, you mean the one we release every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all other places podcasts are found? Yeah, that one. Ooh, and maybe sometimes we have some of our writer friends on as well to hear their wild ideas for sequels or prequels. Okay, but can you promise me no sequels with body horror, communist themes, or talk about John C. Riley's penis? I can't, and I won't. Great. Well, my Monday morning just got pretty fucking weird. All of ours have, Madison. All of ours have. Find the Equalizers podcast everywhere podcasts are found, as well on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching The Equalizers. That's E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel.